Hello there. And welcome to Bill With It, the Christmas edition. Yeah, there won't be another one before Christmas. And that's a promise. That's a Bill With It <laughs> promise. <laughs> this is the closest you're getting. I I assume that most people will be listening to this as a family together on Christmas Day. Holding hands. Holding hands uh, by the fireside or by the pool. Peeling vegetables. Peeling vegetables by themselves. Anyway, I'm Abner, the driver and host. And with me, my co-host and navigator. Amelia. Ami- oh, got straight in there. I don't know why you're so excited. This is also our last episode. This, so. well, as it stands, mm. this is the last episode of Bill With It. Kind of like when a queen or a king dies. You're happy that you get a day off, but something inside you feels a bit sad as well. And that's how you'll feel in two to three weeks' time when there's no Bill With It in your subscription box. Uh, so let's jump straight in this week. Masood Postbag. Open it up, mate. Uh Crinkle, crinkle. <laughs> oh, sound effects of only the highest quality on Bill with it. Mm. Uh, last week, Amelia asked you, if you got Sonia for Secret Santa, what would you buy her and why? We had a couple of responses. I'll just pick out the best one. Lovely. This person would buy her a spa day because she needs a little happy just for her. She's always supporting everyone else. Oh, that's nice. Was that Sonia who wrote it? <laughs> I've been thinking about what I'd get Secret Santa. Sorry. <laughs> what you get? Yeah, it's a more interesting question. What would you get Secret Santa for Secret Santa? I think what, what I... would you get Secret Santa for Sonia? I think what I'd get se- uh, Sonia. <laughs> Secret Santa. Santa. Secret Sonia. <laughs> Secret Sonia. I think what I'd get Sonia for Secret Santa. Yeah. Um, I'd go because really, you know, with the work stuff, you only get like a ten, fifteen pound budget. Mm. So I'm definitely gonna get her some cozy socks. Yeah, nice. She looks like she's a bit always a bit cold. Primark? Uh, two quid? I uh, go new look. Oh, new look. So yeah, what? Yeah, step Doing forward. Six? six two, quid? maybe 350? 350. Yeah, okay. maybe That's a couple of packs. Nice. Um, yeah. Couple packs? I'd get a. No, 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 like, oh, a, right. like a couple pack. Oh, sorry, right. there's a couple like packs. No, I was sorry. counting seven pounds already. So. <laughs> oh, no. no. Two pound fifty. Okay. Um, I'd buy her like a mug, like with an S on it. I bet she goes crackers for a mug with an yeah, S. Yeah, yeah. Because it doesn't look like Sonia's allowed to move anything around too vigorously in Dot's house. I don't know, I probably wouldn't get her anything. I'll probably just say I forgot. Oh. Uh, that's it for the post bag. Nice. Post up. Well yeah. Yeah. See you later, Masood. Chuck him off. Bye. <laughs> Why do you look at me like I'm the king of the sound well, effects? Get him off. Just, it's your job to usher people <laughs> on off this bus. As navigator. Get off, Masood. Uh, should we get on with our first stop? I'd love to, yeah. The choir. Morag. Gone. There was a bit of a coup they, they turned, this week. They literally turned their back on her. It truly, and it took so much. <laughs> they were saying, like, we're tired of you treating us badly and looking down your noses at us. <laughs> but tr- they let her do it for, like, weeks. Weeks of just consistent bullying. And then what? Like, a couple of days before the choir event goes live, they go, actually, nah. New manager. We don't need you. <laughs> so this week, we saw the outsid... Ma- what's her name? Marigat? Margaret. Okay. <laughs> it's not a name, so I, I can't give it to memory. We saw the ousted Morag. As opposed to Margaret, which you just said. <laughs> They're both Margaret! I want to say Margate. Margate the place! <laughs> well, it's, it's like essentially you're asking me to remember Bebop and Seabop. Fake names. So, Who are these Bebop and Seabop that are coming into the show? <laughs> They're coming in the new year. They're Mitchells. Ooh, nice. Bebop Mitchell and Seabop Mitchell. Yeah. Mitchell Brothers? Uh, sisters. Oh, the new Roxy and Ronnie. Mm, yeah. Um, so the Alistair Morag Thank you. Uh, leaves the choir. Ian mm. instantly sees a, a power vacuum, volunteers himself. 
Um, of course. Can't handle the choir. Gives it to Jean, who is in the middle of a an emotional breakdown. Yeah. Fueled heavily by Alfie. We'll get to that later. And uh, she decides to give the choir solo to Kim. I'm sorry, as I'm recalling the storyline, I'm like, surely these aren't, the big, these aren't the big <laughs> moments of the story, because why would we even be talking about it? No, yeah, are. that's it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it finishes with the choir hasn't been entered into the into the big choir competition, guys, so they'll be doing it on the square, like Abner and I predicted weeks ago. <laughs> we should so have was, rung in has... and been like, by the way, guys, don't worry about booking your ticket early. There's a couple of people have, that have complained on, on the interwebs. What? I know, about this storyline, because apparently Whoa, 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 whoa! I know! When we complain about a storyline, <laughs> mm. we've been told that we are the Antichrist. I know, Joan of Arc. So <laughs> Daily Star, saying? if you're listening, uh, there's been complaints saying that this is basically a rerun of a story they had a couple of years ago, which I'm not aware of. Well, so what? They're doing uh, that constantly. <laughs> But this one takes the biscuit. <laughs> this one's too much. Okay. They can have rehashes of Max and Stacey as much as they like. Max and but Stacey. if they rehash got... a Christmas carol storyline. We've got characters eating swan and then eating horse. We've got characters eating things and then pooping them out. What's the difference? Okay. So this they don't like the repetition much. this time. Well, the repetition this time is that a couple of years ago, apparently there was a storyline that involved Denny at school in a... Uh, a, pan- a panto or like a nativity and the director of his primary school nativity was a bully and all the kids stood up to him. Isn't that just a cliche though? That's not a, yeah, a repeated storyline, yeah, that's just I a heavy right. cliche. Yeah. Morag is now gone after her last rant being Jean. Moments after she got mugged outside her house by a masked uh, yeah. bike moon. Two, um, two which... masked bike men. So just that, waiting that... for Jean to that... come out with her Sony Ericsson. <laughs> Don't wait outside a Slater house. That's just poor. Yeah, Ian's down the yeah. road, guys. <laughs> around London, there are these motorcyclists that are going around mugging people. Are like there? That. Yeah, but this was happening. Oh. <laughs> this was happening in the summer. So I don't understand why they've just cottoned onto it now and brought it in as a thing. Maybe they just needed him to, her to have some sort of, like, upsetting moment. Who do you think was under the mask? Do you reckon it's a, a uh, character that made Janine? I thought it was Morag, to be honest. <laughs> just so she could complain about something? Yeah, I thought she was just like, I'm going to really shake Jean to her core. I'm going to get on this motorbike. Come on, Karen, because Karen has to do everything for Morag. Next big thing was who Again. was going to take control. I just that you've mentioned already, as I said. My issue there was that every like Ian was like, "Oh, I'll do it because I'm good with management." Everyone was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll do it." I'll everyone do it. had two pence in it, though. But then everyone turned around. They were like, "Oh, leading the choir is hard. It's really not." <laughs> yeah, because he said, "Okay, we'll start from the chorus." And was it Kim who said, "Which chorus?" What do you mean? Which is what song? Are you doing one is... song? <laughs> yeah, because the chorus is just the thing that's repeated. Yeah. And you think that being like a big musical person herself, she'd understand that. Yeah. yeah. But and even if they'd said which chorus, because they were trying to like throw him off, just say this one. But you know, turn not... your sheet around and just say this one. We're they... not big fans of Ian Bill here. We never, we never, you know, backed him. Much. No, no, no. But he came in. He had what, like a couple of hours to prepare for this. He's he's yeah. not a no, choir he, he leader. He had an hour because he not... said, "I'll see you back here in an hour." <laughs> he's not a choir leader. Mm-hmm. Famously, yeah. not a choir leader. True. And he's doing his best to, you know, shepherd this bunch of misfits I, characters. I think that he would have been the best suited for that role. Like not Jean. Not Jean, not Kim. Kim not would have been Karen. hard to watch. Like, you Bex. just need someone. Why not Bex? Oh. 
why Bex is even there, we'll talk about it in a second. It's not a hard role, and I don't like this kind of positioning that we all have to sit there as the audience and go, yeah, I couldn't do that. Hey, <laughs> yes, you could. Stand there, say this, sing this, say, you sound a bit sharp. This doesn't sound good. Can we harmonise a bit better? Bing, bang, boom, done. And they're doing the Christmas carol concert in the square. Yeah. And Jean's got it in her head that you need flyers. Jean, just you, got the you people see there. everyone. You've got the people there. <laughs> everyone that's sitting in front of you has a direct lives with someone else. Also, there's a guarantee. Every house is represented, except for the Mitchells. You just go over the Mitchells. There's a choir on later. Well, there's a great. There's a guarantee that um, there's going to be something going on in that square so during the Christmas day. they're doing it in day. the square. No Every one's going to be like... Every Christmas day, some dramatic story happens. Yes, yeah. so they'll be there. <laughs> and um, she needs mince pies. She Why do you need a mince pie? Where's, People can't bring their own going? stuff. Yeah, just... <laughs> why are you going to come out of away? There? You're not making any money. Yeah. This is opposite of what Karen signed up for. <laughs> can I just ask one thing? Yeah. Why is Bex there? She's 19, 20 years old. She's rushing back to the choir. She hasn't got college. Sonia's not even there. Sonia's not there, like we said. So it's not even like her mum's forcing her to come yeah. spend time with yeah. her at Christmas. She's running back and forth. She's heavily involved in the choir. She's truly one of the dullest characters, and that's why she's involved and in this storyline. She's meant to be this like big musical prodigy who is like a gorgeous singer. Yeah, like she's sung oh, at the yeah, beginning. She's got a guitar. But she's not a. Uh, she's not going for the. Solo? The solo? She's not, with she's the not guitar. Trying, she's not trying to lead the choir? With the guitar? Yeah, because I thought at one stage, I was like, maybe this is for a uni application, you know? She's like, oh, I'm involved with my community, I sing you with the choir. Now you've brought this up, I'm actually shocked. <laughs> but we then, didn't get we... to see uh, what you predicted weeks mm-hmm. ago. Jean and Ian get it on. Jean. Jean is a thing now, but we also see uh, a sight into old man Bill and his kind of oh, like yeah. Bill family tradition of peering up vegetables and he's just sat there on his own and it's really depressing and (laughs) for a character that we both really despise a lot of the time i think alfie coming in has helped a lot for me everyone looks good compared to alfie (laughs) even bernie i'm like give me some more bernie now please (laughs) where's bernie but yeah you feel sorry for ian i felt sorry for him he's killed his kids but i feel sorry for him imagine that's your favorite part of christmas is sitting there just being sorry for yourself and sad and lonely. His favourite part. Well, that's what he said. He's yeah. like, this is my favourite bit of the... Uh, this used to yeah. be my favourite bit. Yeah. Just stop doing it. And where's your mum? Yeah, where is Cappy? Yeah. She's been written out for yeah, no why reason. Why can't she be involved? When they do hit their heads and mm. kiss, before they kiss, I said to you that I was hoping it was going to be a start of like a Christmas romp where Ian and Jean's brains had switched. Oh, Freaky and we Friday. Get a Freaky Friday. Yeah. And Jean has to live out as Ian, and Ian has to live out as Jean. And all over the Christmas holiday, we get the dramatic storyline of Alfie and Cat and whatever. Yeah. But then we also get the comic relief of them trying to work out a way of how to get their own brains back in their own bodies. I think, and I, I'm sure the audience agrees with me, that that was probably more believable <laughs> than Alfie being able to just do whatever he's doing over in that oh, house. Oh, my days. So. <laughs> we haven't touched on... Billy, Honey, and Adam. That little triag. Because for some reason, for some reason, Adam's now taking it upon himself to like get one up on Billy. You don't need to get one up on yeah, Billy. You're a dentist. No, no, <laughs> you're already one you up. You have a job you're that one, you've trained for. If you, you have any job, handsome, you're one up on Billy. You are not Billy Mitchell, which means you have a one up on Billy Mitchell. But he comes in and he basically says, uh, they're talking about the Christmas tree. And yeah. he's saying, well, your, your tree's not real, is it, Billy? Mine's real. Why is that a thing as well? Yeah. Like your tree, shit. Mine's not. I'm a dentist. Fair. Oh right, okay. Fair. Call. Why does it matter about the tree? Like, why is it? Why is it just Billy's responsibility? 
Why isn't Honey doing that? But it's the fact that he sat there with all the choir while all the mess was going on and Ian had to sort it out. Mm. And he said to Ian, sort this out, would you? Why is he there? He doesn't even live there. Get out of the community choir. It would not be offensive to me if Honey just mentions every now and again that she's going out on a date with Adam, but he's working through the date. So it- I can just remember that he exists, but I don't actually have to see him all the time. Yeah, but we nice. We have to just see him all the time. Is he not a dentist? What's his What's his point? What's his story? Does he not story? have friends? <laughs> a family of Go his to own? an art gallery. He loves art. Anything else. <laughs> and now it's time for everyone's favourite game, Who 20? It's Me 20. This is a game where I give you, the listener, and Abner a series of clues. And you have to guess the character that I'm referring to. Are you ready, Abner? I'm ready. This character first appeared in November 2009. Is it... Kim? Oh. I've guessed Kim first for the last three weeks. But honestly, she's been up to some stuff. Because I guarantee you, I you wouldn't have fact got... file. Fact file. You fact wouldn't have file. got it. She's woken up in a skip before. I can <laughs> believe that. She's established a speakeasy on the square. I can also believe that. She sliced off the tip of another character's finger. Ooh, I want to see that. She owns a bed and breakfast on the square. And Phil Mitchell has abducted one of her children. Wait, she owns that bed she... and breakfast? Oh, I guess she owned it. It's time to go to the Slaters part one. Because we've got to split it up again because there's just too much, there's too many of them. So this part of the slate is I'm going to dedicate to Stacy Martin, oh. Ruby, that thing that's still going on. Yeah. This time we've got Ruby who's become a shut-in. She's obsessed with seeing the comments that are being made about her online. Yeah. And uh, Stacy's becoming growingly concerned and is accusing Martin of allowing his friends... And their friends to bully Ruby. Martin doesn't have any sort of control over the E20 notice board. <laughs> Not to cutting to Stacy. <laughs> he is the runner and administrator. <laughs> yeah, he might as well be. I don't get it because Stacy goes in and like she's she's a bit concerned about Ruby. She's having arguments with Martin, and Ruby's like sitting in her pajamas. She's obviously not left the house for days. She wants a couple of days on her own. Yeah, that's fine. But we've got a character who's obviously like a little bit down and a bit yeah. maybe you know entering a depressive state mm. but then all she needs was stacy to just say let's get up she's become inspired by stacy's will for life and then goes off uh to magistrate's court and then gets drunk with cat yeah i don't understand it's a really messy storyline <laughs> it is now yeah we it started with martin uh getting really angry about the staircase being fitted Saying that, I think it's the new staircase. Yeah, yeah new, the new staircase go up to the, the attic conversion, of course. Is Big turnaround a, a le- to uh, decide <laughs> that you're going to do something. Just have before builders. Christmas. Just no, uh, before Christmas. No council Days. approval needed on this one, apparently. Just Yeah, he's angry because at the bottom it's a left-hand side staircase. I don't understand what that means. Am I, I, think, I being dumb? or? I think what they were trying to say is that it's running into a doorway. Oh, right, okay. So like instead of going to the right and out into a landing... Yeah. You have to, like, you maybe you have to, like, kind of step out of the staircase before you bang into a wall or something. Alfie Moon getting the job done. Because we get that scene where Stacey comes in and just has a go at Martin saying, It's you and your friends! I know! It's... Martin's just going, like, <laughs> I don't know what to I'm do s- anymore! I'm I no just... longer the man of the house! I really feel sorry for Mum, because... Another thing you never thought you'd hear from Bill with it. He's been kicked out of his room. He's living with someone who adamantly hates him. But I mean, it was his trade. Get rid of the room for a coffee maker. Yeah, but I mean, even him just saying, can we have some time alone? Stacey just, no, I cannot have <laughs> a moment alone with you. Yeah. This has led again to a little scene between Stacey and Max. Well, apparently we can't have them because the East Enders audience hates 
things we've already seen before. The, the audience hates things being repeated, so... I, yeah. But it's Christmas time, and every Christmas we have to get a little bit of Max and Stacey. What I was saying, though, is that I don't think that Jake Wood and... What's her name? Lacey Turner. Yeah. Have that much chemistry anymore. But they have in the past, and you've said, yeah, didn't you see that close-up of their hands? But they're not, like... They're not undressing each other with their eyes anymore. And I don't know whether that's the actors getting just a bit tired what? of the storyline. You're like, oh, neither of you really wants this, do you? You're just doing it because you're bored. No more computer for you, because you're just looking at that screen. Oh, yeah, they just... they. And like, instead of just Stacey maybe taking the computer away, yeah. she goes, smash it with a hammer. Yep. <laughs> that's a MacBook. Smash it with a hammer. Do it. I, know. I don't want to, Stacey. We've all got heaps of money, apparently, on this square. We're I doing mean, loft conversions. Ruby We're does. ruining computers. That's Ruby's true. running two flats. Why does she move to Albert Square if she hates the place and it keeps reminding her of? If she, if she didn't even want to allow Stacey to be part of her support <laughs> network. <laughs> My only solace in this storyline was seeing Jay Brown. Ah, he had a JJ. Christmas tree. He was putting it up yeah. with, I want to say Lulu. Her name's Ruby. <laughs> Where did you get Lulu from? Just naming the characters herself now. Yeah. Of course, Lulu. We've got we've got others like, we've got Charlie. Mason. Yeah, we've got Fiddy on the Tidbit. stools. Tidbit. <laughs> yes. Jay and Ruby putting up the tree together. Yeah. That was quite nice. And then Jay... Um, Tries it on. Well, he, he just went to say... He just went to give her a kiss goodbye and then yeah. pulled back. Because obviously, he doesn't know, like... I don't think he's saying... Like, because she was like, I'm not going to accuse you of rape. But maybe he was trying... <laughs> what I thought was, he was just trying to not invade her personal space after her traumatic sexual assault. But apparently that was the most horrendous thing to do. He can't even imagine, let alone empathise, with having someone else dictate the way your life goes from now on. Not Jay, who was, what, blackmailed and manipulated onto a sex offenders registry. Not the same thing, but arguably a little bit similar. He's lived on Albert Square long enough to understand the rules. and I know. So then Lulu (laughs) just looks more like a Lulu to me. Lily gets on a high horse and sends him off. And I don't know why. The only reason I care about the storyline is because I, A, I want Jay to come back. Yeah. And B, I just want him to have a nice little romantic storyline. Or just any kind of storyline. But if the storyline has to be that he, you know, allows Ruby to kind of come out of her shell again. I don't care. As long as I see him a bit more. Not bad for him. And then we had a close-up look of the uh, the message board. Oh, what Although was that what, one what, screen we, name? City don't mess with me. <laughs> Ten. And then some of the comments were just stuff like, she's gagging for it, and slap her. I don't know about you, but I just want to ask one thing. Can this be our ma- one of our mailbag questions this yes. week? If you saw a photo of someone mm. who was an alleged rape victim, would you comment nasty things on their photo? Slap her. Even if you didn't agree with what she was doing? When I log on there, do I see other comments doing it already? I guess so, yeah. Then yes, I join oh. in, 100%. Oh, okay. It's kind of like leaving a negative review. I just think if I'm not keen, I'm not going to waste my time. I don't understand why E20 has a message board on their website. Why aren't they disabling it? Ruby (laughs) knows Mel. Why why does Mel not just go, switch comments off for this one? (laughs) You can still have the photo there. sure you can, yeah. It's not a Facebook page, though. It's literally a... Just take the photo down. Website. Just say yeah. Just do anything. Because I'm pretty sure. People report the photo. It's taken down. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure if it's a photo of you and you haven't given like written consent, you can like say that's your photo and ask them to take it down. Do you reckon um, she just thinks it's a banging picture of her? She wants to keep it there, but she doesn't want the comments. It is a banging photo. (laughs) 
It's time for the final of Albert Square Off. Big one. It's it's the end, the end of an era. We've we're been talking about a lot. We're going to have to have new features if this podcast does continue. It won't. So last week, the finalists, Max Browning. Bad dad, Max Browning. And Catherine Slater. Classless cat. They have entered the ring, both naked, both weaponless. For the last week, <laughs> they have gone at each other. Last week, you gave your opinion, and we yep. put the other half of the vote to the public. And I need to reiterate to you guys again that I told you that last week you made the wrong choice. And yet, as your humble leader, I allowed you to do that, to learn from your mistakes. I wouldn't let you do it again. So it reminds me, Amelia, Hmm. who did you say would win this fight? Max. Max. Right, so your vote does count for half of the overall vote. Mm -hmm. The public vote was overwhelming. 73% of the public vote went for cat. Oh, come on! Oh, everyone loves the lol, but guys! <laughs> so, I've counted up the numbers mm-hmm. and how many votes we have. Yeah. I've split them in half, and I've given you half of those votes to add yes. on to here. Mm-hmm. And with your votes, Max Branding wins. Hold on. Without the votes? With just one without vote? The, if without the votes, Cat Slater's a landslide. <sighs> But the rules were to... in place. Yeah. Enough people agreed with you for when your vote was placed, it meant something. Okay, all right. Well done, Max. Max Brown is our winner. The last Ma- thing I want to say to you is just shame on you. If Jake would want to email us in or give us a voice message, like saying a few words about his big win, then please do. Yeah. BWI underscore podcast if you want to tweet in. Max slash Jake. In. So that was quite an anticlimactic segment of uh, Alex Square. I think it would have been. I think it would have been more exciting if it was our people's champion, Stu. Yeah, we could have really we talked about that I for mean, an extra ten minutes. I had a Prosecco already. That's just useless now. I'm not toasting to Max. <laughs> I'll shake his hand. I'm not. After he's cleaned it, it's easy to clothes on first as well. Yeah, and I even feel bad for Cat. Hunter, clean the body, mate. Where are we going next? Uh, we're still at Slater's. We haven't moved. Oh, come on. We just got, we've got to get through this. Um, there's nowhere to Daniel sit. Daniel Bellingfield. There's nowhere to sit. Everything's dirty. Sawdust everywhere. So this story. We've not actually bothered to see a builder extra, by the way. We just see faint <laughs> sounds of hammers. Let me summarise this for you. Last week we had Haley again leaving, as she does every week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's then Cat and Alfie who go get her back, mainly Alfie, by Where's saying. Jean. Jean was in charge of Haley matter. for a long doesn't time. Doesn't matter anymore. Why? Alfie it... goes over. He says, "Come back to me. I do love you. We could be something." And she Yuck. goes, and Haley goes, good way. And then they go back to Slater's, everything's happy-go-lucky. And it, it continues like that until Jean finds out about Alfie's plan. Yeah. She goes off to Ian, has a little cry, and Alfie makes out that she's not been taking her pills. Well, really, you've forgotten one major conversation I that Alfie's like tried have, to have yeah, yeah. with Kat. Oh, they want to adopt the baby. <laughs> no, they don't. Alfie does. Yeah, he's trying to make out they both do. This storyline, I have to say, is interesting. It's the dregs. I hate it. I hate it too. Because of Alfie. But it's it's promoting emotions within me. It's not like when I watched Tiff and Bernie turn out to a drug house. That's amazing emotions. (laughs) The only emotion I had was laughter. They've brought Bev in, my favourite female entrepreneur. Yeah, Bev's waddled back in. Jesus. We've got Alfie. We've got big names just kind of all slammed into this one tiny house. (laughs) And everyone's manipulating each other. People are casting sly sly glances at each other. It was just... I hate the Slaters, don't get me wrong. 
If I could be we anywhere else, I'd choose it. But if I have to be looking at the Sladers, I'd rather be looking at this than the one we just spoke about. Can I just give a shout out to Moe's new stool on the square? Oh, Which I we didn't actually see. What she's, is she selling Christmas decorations? She's selling <laughs> wrapping paper and sticky tape. Honestly, Great. though, I on was... On a stool. Where'd she get the stool money from? First of all, the pitch we... money. It's not worth it. I've got so much to say. Because we were at Tiger <laughs> yesterday, where they were selling massive amounts of cute wrapping paper for a pound. Yeah. And what, we got five things of sellotape for 99p today as well. Yeah. And these are from, like, big chain, but, like... Big shout out to Tiger and Card Tiger. Factory there, if you want to give us a sponsor, then you... please do. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, but they're big businesses, do you know what I mean? Like, they can... Yeah. They'll take those costs and kind of like, oh, what am I trying to say? It's all business. Yeah. It's business. It generates more business. But I, I they don't might make think... a loss on something, but it brings more people into buying yeah, more stuff. Absolutely. But I don't think they're making a profit on selling cheap wrapping paper and cheap sticky tape. And if I was walking past a stall, I wouldn't be like, £4.50 or a pound. Pango, is that most later selling it? Oh, definitely. Must then. be legit goods. Yeah. <laughs> Defo. Can we talk about her other new job? She's uh, going to be in a cafe soon. She's broken Hollywood. Guys, she's in a big budget film. The Hellboy remake. It's going to be her, Hellboy, yep. and Lil Mo. <laughs> oh no, Big Mo. Hellbo. Hellbo! It's called Hellbo, guys. Hellbo. No, no, Hellbo, which is like a cross, a cross between Hellboy and Big Mo. So big Hellbo. Big Hellbo. <laughs> Guys, really, Google image it right now. I love the, the idea the of her coming out is... of fire pits with horns. Well, no, no, no. She's riding the horns. Because, guys, Hellboy. big news. Every time she mentioned Fat Elvis, it was actually Hellboy. <laughs> Confirmed. Daily Star, if you're listening, you have that one free. It is amazing. Again, I'm going to raise the same point, And I know the audience hates it when anything's repeated. <laughs> but how can someone as unappealing, as uncharismatic, as just creepy and ugly and no fashion be able to manipulate so many people and why is Jean nice sensitive lovely Jean the only one who has any sort of inkling about what's happening why is Jean the one that's been proven multiple times in other storylines to be trustworthy and honest suddenly being discredited by Alfie and it's it's Alfie the known liar jack of all trades Del Boy who does everything he's installed staircase upstairs which is a left hand sided one Whatever that really means. <laughs> it's but like we're trusting him. It's a Winchester The Slaters are trusting him over... It's just crazy really... Crazy It's really gross. And she's just taking just... that he wants to have the baby... He was named it's... the baby after his mum. She's just taking <laughs> it that I mean. he wants to adopt the baby as his own. Really He's just pushy. taking it that he wants to spend heaps of time with Haley on his own. Why can't... And she put Hay- two and two together? Yeah, but also, why can't Haley be like, hmm... Alfie says he loves me, but even when we're by ourselves, he doesn't want to even touch me. But even this week, we had Haley planning a getaway again. She yeah, was up and leaving, just with Alfie this time, yeah. in the uh, minute oh, yeah, mark, she where she leave, was yeah. saying, well, when are we going to do it? When are we leaving? Originally, she wanted to be a family yeah. with Alfie's boys, whereas now she's like, eh, who cares? Wait, does she want the boys or not? Not clear. Not clear. She'll probably so- take him if she gets Alfie. Yeah, okay. We also had involved in this storyline was your best mates. Bev. From la- no, your best mates from last week. The best friendship. The guy who got run over and the other woman who helped him. <laughs> I told you they were friends. Um, so Kat and Alfie bumped into them in the calf. And Locals, the, apparently. The old that we've guy, never seen before. The old guy turned to her. Bear in mind, she was probably wearing a helmet when she was driving that. So we wouldn't she have seen what... was, but it didn't have one of those, like... 
yeah, uh, but visors. You're not looking at the person who hits you with the car that closely no. before you get hit, especially yeah. if you're unconscious on the floor. But he turns to her, notices her immediately and goes, I could have been a ghost. No thanks to you. Very sharp-witted for someone who didn't really know who hit him. Well, obviously, Surely. Yeah, he's obviously fine. He's up and about. Just also, really why are the police not involved in it? If he knows who hit her, who Maybe hit he's him? he's not bothered. <laughs> he just got back up. He's, he's old. Fine. He's fine. Actually, when Morris comes... I know we're skipping ahead. When Alfie brings Morris back in, I didn't recognise Merritt Morris. Yeah. I thought it was the guy that she hit. It cracked us up. Oh, he goes, um, Morris's life is so, dark. Flashback. Cat's in the pub. Yep. Morris is there. It's going to be... A, we, we worked this timeline out. <laughs> so exactly. Between 10 and 11 a.m. Yep. 11 being the very latest it could have been. He is double parked at this stage as well. He's got <laughs> he's two drunk, full pints. right? And but he, he says... He turns the cat and he says, um, oh, your dad Charlie knew about you getting raped. He was uh, laughing about it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Basically says that. Yeah. And Kat goes off on one. That's why she hits the guy. Well, she goes essentially just mental. Alfie goes off. Somehow just finds this Morris. Yes. Morris. No last name. <laughs> no mention Have of Have you where... seen Morris? <laughs> Morris. 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 Oh, Morris. The... He's up the road. He's got on the IPAs. Morris, the cab driver. <laughs> White old man Morris, the cab driver. There's only one. <laughs> She wasn't even in Albert Square. She wasn't even in Wolford yeah, at that point. She was like even... up the re- she was on the other side of London. Would it take him like twenty five minutes to find Morris? And Morris was well up for coming. <laughs> yeah, the man who like obviously like thrives on what he does to people, like yep. just being very horrible. Well, because he was just like, I didn't mean it. I was drunk <laughs> at ten in the morning. It was just such a weird tie up to the story where he just comes in. and He goes, Yeah, you know that thing I said about. Your dad known about you getting raped. <laughs> well, not true. I lied. <laughs> because everyone... <laughs> got ya! Everyone knows that you've got... You've been pumped! <laughs> Morris. You've been Morris, son! I'm trying to get a new TV show in ITV. Can I get your consent? No, Morris, you can't. <laughs> oh, the camera's going everything. That guy you were talking to at the sandwich stop, he was one of mine, he was an actor. He was my brother. He didn't even I got know my Charlie. I Landon. He's filming? How dark is that? You've got that... sad drunks, you've got happy drunks, you've got emotional drunks, and you've got psychopathic drunks. <laughs> because I've, I've said some some weird stuff when I've been under the influence, but I've never told someone that... <laughs> I heard about you getting raped and so did your dad. And we and neither, he laughed. neither of us We all anything. slapped our knees and laughed. <laughs> the worst thing I've said is, you don't look nice tonight. Straight after... Big Mo was devastated. She was like dusting off the photo of Charlie and saying, I can't believe you'd think this of your old man sobbing. Charlie's had more of a storyline since dying than he had being alive. Get over it, His storyline when alive was, I'm a cab driver. And then it just continued. Mo just couldn't let it go. It doesn't feel like Christmas without him. And like you said, (laughs) felt like Christmas the past 10 years. Yeah. We've never seen somebody just close-ups of the photos around him. He got more close-ups of the photo than he did of a human being. True. There was also another scene where it, it was Alfie comparing himself to Charlie oh. and he was going, because I'd never let you down, Cap. <coughs> I'm just saying again, the same thing I've said for the last four or five, since he's come back into this stupid mm. show, he knows that she's had it off with a Russian bloke yep. and she's sorry. Well, it's Cat, so it's allowed. Yep. That, that, that goes on the said table. That. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Cat, so she can have affairs. She's mm-hmm. a slapper. She just shouldn't have to apologise anymore. She can't help Get her. used to it. Yeah. But, um, Hello, world. This is me. <laughs> yeah. It would have been the perfect time for him to come in and go, look, 
You had it off with the Russian, and while that was going on, I had a little bit of a thing of Haley. Oopsie doopsie. She's up the duff. Yeah. It's mine. Let's call it Cherry Moon. I think it would have just been swept under the carpet a little bit. Cat would have got angry. She yeah. would have got angry, mm-hmm. but I think it would have just been swept under the carpet she a lot easier. Been, I mean, the boys were there, though, so she would be buzzing about them. Yeah. I think what you're forgetting, though, is that EastEnders is a, uh, a soap. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, so the choices they make are... Yeah. Oh, they're not... <laughs> so, unfortunately, Evna, they're not trying to do quick and peaceful resolutions. <laughs> they're trying to have murders and arguments and affairs. <laughs> you know that trailer for the episode on Christmas Day oh, and Christmas Eve? So exciting. The, the, yeah. Imagine if that was all just, like, it's fake. <sighs> and it gets to the actual night, and he goes, I'm Cherry's dad. I had it off of Hayley. And Kat just goes, yeah, I know, it's pretty obvious, because of all these... Because of A, B, C, D, F, G... <laughs> You, we tried, she told me weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. I hope that it ends with um, Kat ending up like taking a bit of glass from the broken taxi, stabbing Alfie. He falls to the ground. And in his dying breath, we get a zoom into his eye. And then it pans back out of his to eye. To the moon. And it's, it's the moment that he walks back in. Like, at the start, just oh. And he goes, I slept with Haley. <laughs> yes, then we had your, your mate Bev turn up. You love a bit of Bev, don't you? Sure, I can't have Janine. I'll take Bev. I mean, she turned up. She's no longer got a flat. No. Not really sure why. Well, it wasn't, wasn't a, flat, really a flat. It was, it was a one room. room. <laughs> yeah. It was an all-inclusive one room. She can't afford that anymore. That's no, very strange. Um, She's living so with Ian. She just comes in to the slaters. She goes, take my bag upstairs, Alfie. <laughs> Alfie does not take a liking to that at all. No, and yet doesn't throw the bag outside, doesn't throw her out. Just goes, no, you can't. <laughs> You can't. No, you can't. You're spoiling my plans. <laughs> <laughs> and even, like, even all the other Slaters, they're like, oh, I guess she did try and sell the baby, but she's not doing anything to us now. It's Christmas. Come on. Even Jean, again, mentally ill for saying, I don't think we should have the mother who tried to sell her grandchild around <laughs> the baby or the rest of our children. They've got quite a horde of kids now. I really don't want her around. The week ends... With Stacey finding um, Jean's pills not being taken in the ru- on the top of the rubbish bin, and Alfie just sitting there going, "She must have chucked going, these out before going." And Alfie going, mm, "Wonder how they got there." It's got a torn bit of fabric shirt on he top, is- it's like tucked <laughs> into one of the corners. He goes, <laughs> "A blue moon card stuck to it." Good way to go. It looks like they've left a calling card. Yes. Looks like they've got oh. This is a good funeral plan. 50p a day, you say? You literally don't think you can get any worse. No. And he does. It's uh, the next instalment of Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and a Patrick New Year. Okay, so we're going from the 22nd to the 28th. Lovely. Of uh, December, which almost brings us up to New Year, but it does cover Christmas. Oh, Merry so if Christmas, you're everyone. On Christmas Day. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. If you've got nothing better to do on Christmas Day, no, listen no, no. to us. No, no, no. This is their most treasured tradition. New tradition. New tradition. (laughs) So, 22nd of December. Amelia, who are your favourite siblings? Jack and Max. Then the Branning boys. Uh, Yeah, I guess that's mine as well. 23rd, favourite wedding. Favourite wedding. I genuinely don't remember any weddings. (laughs) I'm really struggling. I remember um, Ronnie and Jack's wedding. Yeah, so that's it's a bit dark to say that. Um, um, favorite wedding, favorite wedding. I can't wait for Dot and Doctor Legs, <laughs> so I'm gonna say that one. Max and Rainey. Oh, that was nice. That was eh? this year. That was romantic. You're right. <laughs> a lovely romantic moment between the two of them there. Twenty mm-hmm. fourth, 
Favourite Christmas. <laughs> the next question was going to be favourite funeral. <laughs> favourite Christmas. Again, I'm not known for watching <laughs> during the festive moments of my life, you know, preferring to spend it with friends and family. So I'd have to say this coming one. <laughs> my favourite Christmas, I'm going to give to uh, the classic Tanya Max and Lauren situation where she outs him for having it off with Stacey. Oh, I do remember that. In front yeah, of everyone. Because that that's Christmas. one of my most memorable ones. So 25th, Christmas Day. What's your favourite Christmas Day edit? What? What, like Star Wars? What? <laughs> Your favourite Christmas Day edit. I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Like... My favourite cut on Christmas Day was when... (laughs) When Tanya finally found out that Max had been cheating on her. Can we just change this question to, um... Go on, all ideas are welcome. Favourite stew moment. Ah, favourite stew moment. Okay. Um, I love it, even though it's quite recent. Mm. Nothing has been quite so good as having him on the floor in the middle of the Queen Vic... And laughing at Linda. I think my favourite stew moment was him looking at himself in the mirror with a bin burning with pictures oh, of Nick in it. Oh, that was and amazing. And just laughing then as well. Mm. Or when was... he stabbed himself with a little plastic knife in front of the police. Oh, that was, that great. was good as well. Favourite pub owners? Um, I'd have to say Peggy. She ran a tight ship. Uh, I'm going to say Stu. What did um, he? Wait, wait, I'm he basically owned it. He did not he own the pub. He walked in there and no, he, he could, didn't. Mick this week said about him moving something from one side of the bar to the other. He owns that place. Okay. Moving on, twenty seventh favorite business. The other uh, potato, the potato stall, the oh, hot potato the stalls. We've never uh, seen the um. No, no, not the stalls. Uh, the stall, the hot potato stand. We've never seen the owner. We've never seen anyone go there. It's always empty and it's always just in the background, that big red box. And yet, it's appreciated. It's just. By you. Yeah. I like to have a bit of continuance. I was just going to go with Maximum Motors. Yeah, that's quality too. Because, uh, you know, Robbie had a shift there once, he did some banging stuff. Yeah. And then got sacked. And then finally, 28th. What's your saddest death? It's true. Is he dead? Is it confirmed? I mean, it wasn't on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give mine to, uh, I guess, Boyle Langford's acting. Abilities died on screen in front of us. Our last stop this week. Oh, God. It's the Carters. It's the big one. Mick's back. Mm. Uh, suddenly, just then, uh, he chooses to make his arrival back onto the square by just sitting in the <laughs> cellar. <laughs> sitting on some barrels. Yeah. Uh, waiting for someone to stumble in. <laughs> um, Stu has moved from the Vic over to uh, Dot's house. Can't yep. go back home. Don't for know some why. reason. Yeah, no doesn't reason. matter. Doesn't matter. Gets a nice cheeky snags and uh, some mashed potato for dinner and a nice full glass of orange juice. Yeah, yeah. Got a big Victoria sponge as well. Yeah, freshly it's nice baked. over there. Yeah. Uh, no wonder Mick Sonia says, likes living there. Mick says to Linda and to everyone, what's been happening here then? <laughs> no one tells them the truth. <laughs> no one tells them the it truth. It comes out for, bit by bit. Except for Kim and Denise who go, they're practically shagging. Yeah. <laughs> Mick pummels Stu into the back of his car, goes for a couple of little joy rides and then leaves him in a... Uh, Empty parking lot? A location of a budget horror film. Let's delve in. <laughs> um, Richie Scott's back. Yeah. <laughs> what are we paying her the money for? Well, I, just, essentially... I was just thinking, she's back, but I mean, it took so much to get her on the case, and then Linda just fired her out of nowhere. Fired her but then she just walks back in, like, but out Linda of nowhere. But Linda does a better job, just by seducing Stu. Why wasn't Richie doing that? <laughs> yeah! For all that Richie? money, hey? Yeah. All that money. Like, the most amazing part of Richie is that she just didn't seem to know that much either. 
Like, she kept saying, for all my time with the law courts. But then she was like, but he could have a hearing now, later, <laughs> in a week, in a month, That's yesterday. That's why you pay me the big bucks. <laughs> because I don't know. <laughs> uh, we then had all this this fluff on Monday of Stu getting right in there with Dot. Oh. The Stu and yeah. Dot relationship. I loved it. She um, was eating him up. All up until Robbie comes in and goes, got a visitor, have we, Grandma? Why is Robbie so involved? What does he know? Didn't he oh, get guess... beaten up by Stu like they, when he first came into the show? In the pub, it was Stu and Haley like having a drink together. Yeah. They're both just coming to the show. And then Stu put Haley into mixed bed. Oh, yeah. But didn't Robbie stand up to him at one point because he knocked a drink over or something? He knocked a drink over Donna. Oh, yeah. He knocked his drink That's over true. Donna and Robbie went, Oi, you got to pay for another drink. And Stu hit him. I mean, everyone's taken a punch at Robbie, including Dot, so you're allowed to. Yeah, so he wasn't a fan of Stu. Until, until... Stu flushed the cash. So then, uh, so he was back allowed to stay. But all we the had... time that Stu was in Dot's house, there was like evil Christmas music playing in the background. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's like darting around corners. Stu, could we put on some Michael Bublé? No, no, sorry, Dot, I love this one. Reminds me of my mum. Okay. This iTunes playlist, it says evil Christmas songs. What is that? <laughs> Why do we need this on? Dot, dot, dot. Come on, I got you headphones for... Okay. Because he gives he gives Robbie the money to like go see his kid or whatever. Yeah. And then he listens into Dot and Robbie's conversation in the kitchen. And he like puts his, he puts his cardigan back on the banister. Yeah, he's here to stay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then Mick comes over. That whole visit between Mick... And Stew and Dot having a competition—that was no, my no favourite blink, Christmas the moment. No blink as soon as Mick walks through the threshold, blinking is over. <laughs> and actually, no. Before that, because Mick wasn't blinking as he was staring at Stew across the square, and then when Denise and Kim noticed Stew staring at them as well, they stopped blinking as well. So no blinking involved. He did like one of his Danny Dyer slow turns as well when he entered. Yeah, he did the little turnaround, <laughs> and he sat down opposite him in the. T- it was like a mafia scene. What? He sat down, and he might as well have gone. I'm not gonna blink. Are you? Stu goes. No, no, I'm not gonna blink. Mick, are you gonna blink? And Dot saying <laughs> tea. <laughs> Me- meanwhile, Dot is in the centre of the table, looking both ways like a tennis match. Her mouth agape. <laughs> like you said, texting, because she cannot. Doctor Leg under <laughs> the table. So she was getting tea for. Michael and the Stuarts. Only milk? Mick? Don't stop. She's just, she's just catering for this massive even, event. Not even looking at each other. Not, not even looking at yeah. Dot. Just constant. Just stirring <laughs> the tea. Putting in the sugar lumps. Eating the sponge. Mick, you're, um, you're scraping at my table. Oh, yeah, okay. Just push it closer to me, doll. <laughs> there was more chemistry between... Mick and Stu than there has been between Martin and Stacy, Stacy yeah. and Max, Linda and Mick. No more tension, more chemistry between those two. There's a bit as well where um Mick's trying to get the info out of Linda mm. of what really happened and he goes, "What happened then, Linda?" <laughs> it's like he's saying it as if Oh yeah, cuz Ollie was there. <laughs> really your name? Yeah. Have you been lying all this time? Ollie's just sitting there playing with his Is truck. this my son or is this juice? No, but it felt like that felt like the next question was going to be, and who's this thing? <laughs> Ollie? Your Might son? Might as well be Stu's. Let's call him Stuart Jr., hey? But the thing that Mick seemed most annoyed about the whole time 
was the fact that Stu had moved something in his bar. Mm, the mixes. He moved the mixes from mm. one end of the bar to the Not other. Not cool. <laughs> Not cool at all. Why couldn't Linda just say, oh, we moved them because Christmas parties, people were getting more mixes. <laughs> just, get <excuse> yeah. <laughs> just make something up, Linda. Phil gets involved. Phil, get out of it. <laughs> Phil gets involved. You know when Phil gets involved, things tend to end. Phil ends things. Mick gets Stu, puts him in the back of his car. He does the old Tina routine. Does some Tina Turners. Yeah. He takes Stu to an abandoned, abandoned lot, I guess. The drone was out. It was like Top Gear auditions for, for Danny Dyer. I did feel like it was just the Stig driving around for a while. I was like, <laughs> what? And then in the building, he throws down the crowbar, says prison rules. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but it sounded cool. Yeah, it was fine. I don't know. We didn't see. I, I maintain that in a, in a drama yeah. or in a soap, if they don't die on screen, yeah. it's not real. But we got some real like trash talk. No eyes, no dies. <laughs> and that's a rule, guys. Yep. You can count that for Bill with it as well. Yeah, so we had Mick Reed trash talking Stu and saying, You laughing on my wife. I'm gonna ah. I'm gonna f- rape your daughter. What's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, that's not cool, Mick. That's not cool. <laughs> Because, like, he was going on, handshake Mickey's gone now. Does that mean... <laughs> handshake we... Mick, that was it, yeah. So does that mean I we don't like Mick anymore? Because, I mean... Handshake I... Mick has gone. So, all good guy Mick's gone now. So essentially gone. he's going to be... <gasps> Do you think, actually, what's happened is Mick has eaten Stu's aura and he's just <laughs> one massive supervillain? Or do you reckon Stu has eaten the insides of Mick <sighs> and crawled inside his skin? Kind of like a Harry Potter foot one scenario where Stu is going to be on the back of Mick's head. He wears a turban. So next week, the t- <laughs> he's going to be wearing a turban and robes and gliding around. And people just hear, keep hearing things like that Stu would say and they turn around and he's not there. Mm, that'd be good. That would be amazing. <laughs> and then at the end of Friday's episode, he just takes the turban off. He unwinds In the mirror. It, in the mirror. And you just see Stu's face out the back. Ricky Champ. Hey! <laughs> um... <coughs> As a Christmas gift to build with it, if someone mm. out there, one of our listeners, wants to uh, make a mega cut of every time that Stu gets hit on top of the head with something, I would love to hear a neurologist's point of view on how what is what those continuous blunt force traumas to the brain are doing. <laughs> I think to his it's personality. visible. I think it's visible what it's doing to his personality. Yeah. He's psychotic. <laughs> he is. But I genuinely, right now, okay. So I know, no eyes, no dies. Okay. Yeah. You don't see. He's not dead. But if he is. What do we have on the show? Honestly. And if Mick's going to be some sort of predator now, mm. I don't know if I want to watch Predator, <laughs> Nick, Mick. Mick, predator Mick in his little vest. They won't have the kind of charm anymore. Who's he going to take out next? Anyone that crosses him. Do you reckon the whistling that you mentioned a minute ago? Yeah. Aiden? Or the wind, but yeah. Aiden. Michael! <laughs> the cane just tapping. Oh, amazing. Do you think that's... Don't who... be a naughty boy now, Michael. Should we play some bets? Yeah. What do you so, want to bet? This is now official Bill With It betting podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put a fiver on Mick bottling it and not... Yeah, I'm going to put not. a fiver on him thinking that he's done the deed, but Stu's stronger than that. And yeah. he crawls out like a champ. <laughs> so he, so you're saying that Mick can't be bothered, or he's, yeah. he, but I'm saying he thought he did it. Dude. And he didn't do a good enough job. I would have loved to see Mick walk out of that building. Flick a match behind him or a cigarette. He doesn't smoke. But I was thinking a cigarette, about that. Yeah. Throw it behind. The whole building just erupts like in flames. The Dark Knight scene where Heath Ledger walks out of the hospital, and he's like trying to get on the bus, and the <laughs> whole the and the whole hospital blows up. I was thinking that. I was like, Is it's the car park going to blow up? Have you said it's got this sort of budget? <laughs> wow. 
<laughs> and then just like we could have like a post credit scene of EastEnders, mm. and they they could have done like they could have done that right at the end of the episode, and we could have got the bells for Stu dying, of course, oh. he's a big character. Of course. Uh, so it's, a, it's like a quiet end, black credits. Yeah. It goes to black. You go, oh, when's when's not going out coming on? It's the live episode <laughs> tomorrow. Apparently, yeah. There's a moment of silence, and that factory on fire comes back into shot, fades in, and nice. you just and it's, it close. There's like a zoom in on some rubble, and a hand comes out oh! of the stone. And it pushes them away, and it pushes someone up. That is amazing. I'd love to see that. Stu, and he's like, I his, can assume. <laughs> his skin is like peering off. Mm. Like he's got all burn marks. Face. Yeah. Is there anything else we want to say about this? Uh, probably not. No, that's probably that's probably it. It's that time of the week where we do some EastEnders Center Senders, Amelia. Yay! Uh, everyone's part of the game. <laughs> Thank you. Everyone gets involved in this. Woo-hoo! Everyone at home, love get it. all your family round. You know, for Christmas You're for the special edition of. Christmas he's in the Cinder Senders. Is it? They're all Christmas related. Uh, they're not really Christmas related, but they're they're happening over the Christmas period. Okay. So yeah, so it's, there's the rules here are simple. If you're if you're listening with family and they haven't heard this before, I've basically taken a sentence that someone said, I've chopped off the last word or words, and it's your job, Amelia. And everyone at home and over this Christmas period On this to, <laughs> Christmas day. To work out what that missing word or words is. A point for every correct answer. EastEnders Sentence Enders Christmas Special Number One. Money's no good burning hole in my pocket, is it? Uncle Jack, I'm gonna get to see Sammy for Christmas. It's great. What on your plan, are you? Lending, Uncle Jack. Lending. <laughs> A proper little... Proper little... Saint Nick. Proper little Saint Nick. Yeah. This is Jack... Or do-gooder or something. He was not very happy. could say do-gooder. No, I know it's something sarcastic. I'm going to say do-gooder, actually. Do-gooder. Yeah. Let's find out. Money's no good burning hole in my pocket, is it? Uncle Jack, I'm going to get to see Sammy for Christmas. It's great. But on your plan, are you? Lending, Uncle Jack. Lending. (laughs) A proper little Christmas miracle you are, ain't you? (laughs) It was Christmas miracle. I was closer with Saint Nick. (laughs) If you at home got that one right, give yourself a pat on the back. Woohoo. Yeah? Well done. Season Center number two. Christmas special. I was just telling Mrs. Brown in here I should never have done it. Now, two sugars and milk for you, Stuart. Cheers. I should never have let Dylan scare me like that. I'm a... Disgrace. I'm a disgrace. I'm a disgrace. I mean, it's because I can't focus entirely when Stu's on screen because I'm so captured. When I said it's a Christmas special, I meant like a stew special. Of course. But... He is Christmas to us. <laughs> Now's the time to find out if you're right. <laughs> I was just telling Mrs. Brown in here I should never have done it. Now, two sugars and milk for you, Stuart. Cheers. I should never have let Dylan scare me like that. I'm ashamed. I don't know why I found that one so funny. <sighs> I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> Just everything he does is captivating. Right, so your chance for a Christmas one out of three. Now that the police know what really happened, they'll have to let that Mick Carter out, won't they? No, he shouldn't have been in there at all. Mick's my oldest mate. I've known him since we were little. No wonder Linda told me to go. Did she? I don't blame her, neither. But you... But you've what? But you've told the truth now. 
You've told the truth now. How stupid? Maybe this is Stu telling the truth. Have you th- has anyone thought about that? Exactly. Maybe he has changed he his has. ways. Yeah. I Maybe think he he's realised what he's done wrong. Mm-hmm. And he's changed his ways. What do you guys at home think? <laughs> told the truth. Let's find out. Now that the police know what really happened, they'll have to let that Mick Carter out, won't they? No, he shouldn't have been in there at all. Mick's my oldest mate. I've known him since we were little. No wonder Linda told me to go. Did she? I don't blame her, neither. But you fell in with bad company, just like my Nick. Oh, that's right. You fell in with bad company, just, just like, like my... my Nick. Yeah, Mick and Nick. That's annoying. Um, well, that was East End of Senders. <laughs> if you at home did better than Amelia, please do tell us. Comment below, give us a tweet, give us an email, do something like that. Uh, and if you enjoyed this segment... This could be the last. Until he comes back. Until we see his gorgeous face online again. <laughs> and with that, uh, do we have any hots and knots this week? Abner, you're hot, please. My hot? I've already got one. Stuart. Stuart's <laughs> Highway. The He's, man. The myth. He is captivating. He's a legend. He truly enthralls me to the very end. I I believe him. I think he is sorry. I said that from I the think, start. I think the Carter should forgive him. Yeah. The Carter should forgive him. Dot should adopt him. Sonny should marry him. <laughs> Dot should do a better job Bex with him. <laughs> Dot should do a better job with him than she did with Nick. She sh- she should try and make up for her mistakes with Nick. I'd love to see that by uh, sorting Stu out. Mummy Dot. Mummy Dot. Any knots? Uh, Alfie. I'm gonna say Haley, but you go for Alfie. Whoa! Why are you giving it to Haley? Poor Haley. You go with Alfie first. Well, it's obvious. The belt, the manipulation, mm-hmm. the look in his eyes whenever he sees that child. Yeah. They're trying to s- convince Cat to adopt it. Feels like he wants to eat the child. To be In honest. a way, I feel like <laughs> maybe he does. Yeah, I would put. A Have you ever considered that he might be a child eater? Really think about it this week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would say Haley because I don't know. Like the, the Slade is. Yes, I know that she left Alfie pregnant and in love, but the Slaters have literally put a head. Uh, sorry, put a roof over her head. They've sorted her out so many times. They've been there for her. They've made sure she was doing the right thing. And she's got someone literally saying, he's manipulating you. Ignore him. And all it has, all he has to say is, come on, I'm, I'm actually not, I'm not, I don't hate you. She sees Kat and she's not Kat's biggest fan. But Kat's been nothing but generous and supportive to mm-hmm. her. She sees Kat have another go at a new family and she can't wait to ruin it for her. I've got nothing left. I've got nothing left. If you liked our podcast, you can watch us on YouTube at Beal With It and EastEnders Podcast or find us on Apple iTunes. You can rate and review us if you'd like as well. You can email us at bealwithit.podcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at bwi underscore podcast. Find us on Facebook, Beal With It and EastEnders Podcast. Postbag question for next week. We won't be back, of course, but like we said, just write it down. In write your answer on a piece are. of paper and throw it into the wind and we'll find it. If you had to party with a current cast member of EastEnders for one night on New Year's Eve, where would you go, who would you go with, and uh, what would you do? I just want to say, our next episode, if there is one, if Stu is alive and there is another episode, we'll be doing like a little awards ceremony. So I'll, I'm going to post some stuff on Twitter. Lovely. Little polls. Thank you. You love I, polls. I love the polls now. Not the nation, just the, just, 
<laughs> just the function on Twitter. And I'll, I'll be asking some questions. Who's the best male? Who's the best female? So Aaron, Melly Cushmas. Basically, it'll be the Melly Cushmas questions, but all about this year. Nice. Yeah. Maybe like favourite storyline, that sort of stuff. That's nice. And we'll be doing the awards next week as well, like a, a little little rundown of like our favourite moments of the year. Cannot wait. Yeah. Alright, well guys, next time we talk to you, it'll be Christmas, so Merry Christmas everyone. And a Patrick New Year. <laughs>